Bibles. Take it to John chapter number 1. John chapter number 1, if you will. <coughs> we have been going through the book of John, and uh, we're going to pick right up where we left off, the baptism of, of John. Last week was a good Sunday. Had one baptized, and uh, lots of good visitors here with us. I'm thankful for that. But also, I want to know. I want to let you know that there was somebody in church last week uh, that was a visitor, and uh, the reason they came was because somebody put something on their door inviting them to our church. And uh, one of the pamphlets and flyers that we pass out on outreach day, and uh, they came to church because somebody put that on their door. And uh, I'm thankful for that. But I'm thankful for the work that was done by somebody. I don't know who it was. It may have been me. It may not have been me. It may have been one of you guys that goes out with us or that has been out with us. And thank God for that. Uh, and uh, this is, that's why it's so important to go out and, uh, and to go to the new houses and invite new people. John chapter number one. <coughs> Pray for me this morning. I've got a little bit of congestion and dealing with a little bit of sinus issues this morning but if you will just pray for me John chapter number one we're going to read just a couple section of verses and uh, the title of the message then there were two now if you look at this text Jesus has just been baptized in verse number 34 verse number 29 through 34 Jesus has been baptized John the Baptist has been faithfully preaching uh, he was preparing the way of the Lord and uh, now it comes to the next point. Uh, next thing that takes place is that two disciples become. Two disciples start following Jesus. And then there were two. So let's all stand if you can. Verse number 35 we'll read in John chapter 1. And uh, verse number 35 if you can. Verse number 35 let's read together if you will. Again the next day after John stood and two of his disciples. And looking uh, upon Jesus as he walked. <laughs> he saith, Behold, the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following, and saith unto him, What seek ye? They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He saith unto them, Come and see. They came and they saw and saw where he dwelled and abode with them that day, for it was about the tenth hour. And one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him he said thou art Simon the son of Jonah thou shalt be called Cephas which is by interpretation a stone so this is our set of verses that we're going to take and look at this morning I've got a couple points and so the baptism of Jesus has just taken place the next day here is John the Baptist with two of his disciples now his disciples were those that were converted to uh, to believe in Jesus Christ with John the Baptist before Jesus came along there John the Baptist had disciples but you'll notice in this text that as Jesus walks up or and he says hey there's the Lamb of God he he takes his two disciples and he hands them off to Jesus he said and they said hey hey that's Jesus he said follow him now you'll notice in this text and we'll get to we'll get to go through it but 
But, uh, but these two disciples are two people. Andrew, the brother of Simon Peter, and then number two, which we believe, or according to this scripture, the Bible doesn't give his name. But John, the beloved, writing this scripture, a lot of times when he would talk about himself, would leave himself unnamed. A lot of times he would call him the disciple whom Jesus loved, or simply he wouldn't give his own name because he didn't want to put his name in his own book. Now, so it is reference to, we, I believe that it is, it is John the Beloved as well. So here is Andrew and John the Beloved had already been uh, disciples of John the Baptist. And Jesus comes along, he said, hey, follow him. So let's pray and then we'll jump right into the message there. Lord, I love you, I thank you for today. <clears throat> Please move me out of the way. Give me the, give me the words to say. Fill me with your spirit. And uh, please, Lord, help me to say everything you want me to say. Refrain my lips from saying anything I shouldn't. We love you, and in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you so much for standing. So I want you to look at this text as we look, number one. Let's look at the communication that takes place in verse number 36. Here is John the Baptist. Uh, he's got his two disciples, and, and then he says the word. Now, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, uh, a few weeks ago, but he says, he says, behold, the Lamb of God. It's important that we understand that what he is saying here, he says, behold, the Lamb of God. He said, there he is again. That's the Lamb of God. Now, why is that important that we understand that? It's because he wanted to make sure that this is the most important thing that you look to Jesus. Now, look, it's important, and, and we can have figures in our life that we can look up to and people in our life that we can, uh, we can ask for advice and things of that nature, but ultimately, we need to look to Christ. And so what he was trying to tell these disciples that he had, he said, look, there he is. Behold, the Lamb of God. Christ is the most important thing. Behold, <coughs> I mean, hey, something is important there. Look, look, it's the Savior. It's the Savior. He's come. Uh, there he is, as he said before. He's come to take away the sin of the world. This is the Son of God. No one, no one in this world should be more important than Jesus Christ. In your life, the most important person in your world ought to be Jesus Christ. Well, I thought it was supposed to be my, my spouse. Well, she might think so, or he might think so, but ultimately, it's Jesus Christ who ought to have them up most important in your life. John even believed it. Look in, verse, in, in Revelation chapter, and you go through the whole book of Revelation. John wrote the book of Revelation as well. But he said, Behold, or said the Lamb of God, Christ the Lamb of God, 27 times. He wanted to, to put emphasis on Jesus Christ being the Lamb of God. Now, we talked about this two weeks ago, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but the importance of him being the Lamb of God. The Lamb of God was a representation of what took place in the Old Testament. They had to take a lamb of the first year uh, uh, without blemish and sacrifice that lamb every year at the year of the Passover so here it was, it was time for that lamb to, be, to pay for the sin of the world. So there would never have to be another animal sacrifice. There would never have to be another sacrifice done when the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, paid for the sins of the world. And that's why it's so important that we understand that he is the Lamb of God. It's important that we put him at the utmost spot in our life. 
Is, is, so I ask you yourself this question as we move to point number two. Is Christ the most important person in your life? Every decision you make, you, you ask him before you do it. Everything you say, you ask him before you say, huh? Everything you look at, you ask him before you look at it. If he is of the utmost importance in your life, then that's what's going to take place in my life. What would Jesus do? You know, they came out with that statement many years ago, WWJD. What would Jesus do? What would Jesus really do? Let me ask you something. We go to your house this afternoon, <coughs> and uh, you, know, you know the preacher's coming by, so you have to put away a few things, right? Hide that, don't let the preacher see, right? Well, let me ask you something. What would you have to put away if Jesus come to visit your house? Well, I sure wouldn't want him to see that. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord, the eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. And if you're a born-again believer, Christ lives inside of you. He's already seen the inside of your house. He's already seen what you've done. <laughs> Where you've been. What you did. He already saw it. And it's important that we, why, why is it important that we put him at, at the front so I don't have to hide anything? He comes to my house, okay, it's fine. Because, you know, when you have guests come over, you want your house to look good, and you want to make sure everything's dusted and everything's cleaned and the carpet's clean and we got oh, somebody's coming over right somebody's coming over and uh look if jesus come to my house would would it would it be okay <laughs> what would he find in your house lazy cats and dogs <sighs> hallelujah i have none of those <laughs> mm. <laughs> his mouth would shut for Jesus let me see no I'm just kidding look ultimately we need to make Jesus Christ the most important why because he needs to be John emphasized John the Baptist emphasized that number one we see that his communication to those hey there's the Lamb of God number two we see as well is then there were two now when Jesus, when John the Baptist was baptizing people in the river before Jesus came up, they, the Bible doesn't speak of him having disciples. The Bible also says in this text, in verse, in verse number 30, verse number 37, look at verse number 37, he says, and the two disciples heard him speak, and they what? And they followed him. What, what took place? They first had to hear something. But for us to believe in God, we have to hear something. And if you've not heard something, then you can't believe in something you've not heard. As the book of Romans tells us that you can't call on somebody in whom you've not heard. And you can't believe on someone in whom you've not seen. Look, I, 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 people can't believe in Jesus Christ as you walk down the street and, and believe in him if they've never heard of him. And, I, and I'm going to say this as well. There's people in this county, there's people in this city, and there's people in the city in which you live in that have never heard the name of Jesus Christ, that have never been to a church that have never had an opportunity to hear the gospel. You say, how do you know that? Because I know that to be true. We had a young lady visit our church who had never even heard the story of Jonah and, Jonah and the well. Now you tell me, how is that possible? 15, 16 years old, never heard the story of Jonah and the well. Right here in our city. It takes place because we don't open our mouths and let everybody else hear. 
faith cometh by hearing and hearing comes from the word of God how do I believe in God's word is because I've heard God's word the two, the two that believe are those that heard and now I will say this that I don't believe that for just one moment that those were the only two that were sitting there that day there were more than two sitting there that could have heard and could have believed but they didn't and we'll go to church on a, on a weekly basis or a monthly basis or whatever it is and we have a chance to believe will you believe will you believe so and then there were two we look at the communication we look at the two they believed they believed they heard and they believed many times we want an explanation well why when where how that's what we want rather than just the explanation is they heard Jesus speak and then they believed. number three let's look at the fellowship with Christ look what what happens in verse number 38 then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto him what seek ye see what took place was that the, the two disciples that had started following Jesus they uh, they started following him around I'm not exactly for sure what was taking place I'm not exactly for sure all the details but this is what took place is they were following Jesus and Jesus turns around and looks at him he says what are you looking for what you looking for you looking for me what you seeking after and they said they said back to him they said we are looking for rabbi we're looking for the master who where, where does he dwell he said look these these disciples they came looking for something they came looking for the answer they came looking for the for the solution and do you know what they found when they got to Jesus Christ he said look now watch what he does this is amazing how he does this we have them beginning to follow Christ as they're following him Jesus turns around and said what are you looking for what you see what seek ye and he said we're looking for the rabbi and look what Jesus says in verse number 40 or verse number 39 and he says unto them come and what come and see come here won't you watch what takes place that's what I want you to do you want to know who the rabbi is who's the master come, come and see so they come and look what happens in verse 39 they came and what what they saw what did they see they saw the Lamb of God not only that but they got to see Jesus okay so here we are they're following him and then they they say what well, well uh, hey Jesus and he says what are you seeking he said I seek the rabbi he said come and see and they came and saw they got to see something I've never seen they got to watch something I've never watched and they got to watch Jesus Christ. verse number four verse number 39 and abode with him that what how long did they get to spend with Jesus Christ they spent the day they spent the day with Jesus they got to see what he how he did where he went what he was doing and think about that for just a moment I would love to take a glimpse and look into that day as they got to walk around Jesus what's he doing why is he going there what's he saying that for I mean can you imagine first time that they got to see Jesus the first time they had ever heard him and we got to go follow him and let's watch him here was Andrew what I believe to be John now again it could be someone else but I believe it's John think about that for just a moment let's watch him and they followed him and they got a little bit closer 
and they spent the day with him. And they, they realized something. You know what they realized? That it wasn't just a man. That he wasn't just their regular Joe. He wasn't just a carpenter. He wasn't just a guy down the street. They realized that it was Jesus Christ, the Son of God. They realized that it was the Messiah. They realized it was the Lamb of God because they got close to Him in close fellowship. I'm going to tell you, Christian, the most important decision you'll ever make as a Christian is to get in close fellowship with God. It'll change your life. (coughs) You know what took place in theirs? As soon, as soon as they had been with him for a while, they got a little bit closer to him. Jesus was teaching them. He taught them. They were with him the whole day. There's some things to notice as we look at this, the the teaching that took place in this text. What did Jesus do when two people came up to him and started following him? He stopped and he said, hey, come and see. He began to teach the two. Many people are worried about the masses and rather than the two. He stopped everything he was doing. He could have went down the road and fed the multitude. He could have went down the road and preached to a huge crowd. But he stopped and he said, let me minister to these two right here. Because those two are important. I'm going to tell you this, there's not one person in this room that's not important to God. I don't care where you come from, what you've done, what your past looks like, you are important to God. You don't know where I've been, I don't care where you have been, because you are important to God. Well, I've messed up. Well, guess what, honey, so have I. God loves me, and he makes sure that he that he teaches them. You see, that he taught them. But not only that, but he, he, he tested their faith. You say, how did he test their faith? He said, come. Come. It, do you know what he asked them to do? To do something. To test their faith? He said, come on. I'll show you. You're looking for the Messiah? Well, come on. Sometimes, do you know what our faith needs to do to us? Cause us to go. To come. But he said, come. That was their test of their faith. Do you believe? And they saw that was the evidence of their faith. When they came, that was their faith. And when they saw, that was the faith revealed. I'm going to tell you this. If you've ever came, you will have a result of your faith. If you've ever sat at the throne of God and asked for prayer, had something, had God answer prayer for you, do you know what you've done? That was God answering my prayer. That was God working, moving on my behalf. We see the fellowship with Christ. He was worried about the two rather than just the masses. Look. Number four. Look at the drive. Look what, look what spending time with God drove these men to do. Verse number 40. One of the two which, was, which heard John speak and followed him, which was who? Andrew. Everybody say Andrew. 
what Andrew do? What did Andrew do after he had spent the time with God? He went and got his Do you know what he did? After he spent a little time with God, after he realized that he had just been walking around with the Messiah, he'd just been walking around with the Lamb of God, do you know what will happen to you if you start spending time with God? It will drive you to do something. Look, this person, Andrew, he had decided he got around God and he said, oh, wait a minute. He said, my brother's down there fishing. My, brother, my brother's doing something. And he needs to know that Jesus Christ is the answer for salvation. He needs to know that this is the Messiah. Your, your relationships are so important that your family's the most important that you reach. Hey, the, most, the closest one that I'm to is my family. I can reach them. And so Christ, has he, have you spend time with God? It ought to drive you to reach those around you everybody in this room you know somebody that is lost and spending time with God ought to drive you to go get them because what did he do verse 41 he what did he do first the first thing he did he went and findeth his brother Simon. Do you know who Simon is? Peter. Peter, the one who walked on the water. Peter, who preached. Peter, who denied Christ three times. But all that was reached because of his brother, Andrew, who got close to God. You will find in the scripture that Andrew brought a bunch of people to Jesus Christ because he got close to God. It is important you get close to God and it will drive you to reach people without Christ. What happens? What happens to people without Christ? He went to seek. He went to find. And then look in verse number 41. He went and found his brother. And he said, hey, we've found the Messiah. We have found the Messiah. And he, what? Verse 42. And he did what to his brother? He brought him to Jesus and he brought him to Jesus you ever heard that song bring them in bring them in bring them in from the fields of sin bring them in bring them in bring the wandering ones to Jesus there is somebody who you need to bring in you say well they don't go to church exactly they need to be brought in. They don't know Christ. They need to be brought in. Peter, Andrew said, I'm bringing my brother. I don't care what's happening. I don't care if I have to get my bicycle and carry him on my bicycle, but I'm bringing him in. And it's important as a Christian that we bring people to Jesus. Well, you say, well, I don't know about this or I don't know about that. It's important that we bring people to Jesus. 
That's why it's important that we have a van and have a van ministry. Why? So we can bring people to Jesus. Why? I have a vehicle. I can fill it up with people and bring them to Jesus. Who did you bring to Jesus this morning? Who have you brought to Jesus in your life? There's somebody who's dependent on you to bring them to Jesus. What happened if Andrew doesn't go back and tell his brother? Well, oh, ah, he'll hear it later. I ain't going to tell him. I'm too, I'm too bashful. I'm too scared to bring him to Jesus. Peter affected this world. Peter and the twelve disciples, Peter and the disciples turned the world upside down because of his brother bringing him to Jesus. There was somebody that brought me to Jesus. There was somebody that brought you to Jesus. Who are you bringing to Jesus? You say, well, I'm working on him. Keep working on him. Well, I'm trying. Well, keep doing it. If you don't have somebody that you're working on, you need to get somebody. Bring them. Don't nag them. Don't nag them to death. Just bring them. Just pick them up and bring them. I'm kidding. Uh, next week we'll have everybody bringing in people over their shoulders. All right, I got them. I'll tie them up, preacher. You told them bring them in. That's not what I'm talking about. Bring them in. Why? So they can hear. So they can believe. So they can come. What's God done for you? It ought to drive you. It ought to drive you to bring somebody. You know what I'm thankful for? I'm not going to mention any names, and I don't want to embarrass anybody, but there's somebody in this room that uh, brings a lot of people to Jesus. Make sure her grandkids are in church every Sunday. Make sure they get up. Make sure they get on the on the van. Make sure they get here every morning because she wants them to come to church. What about you? Who am I bringing? Us four, no more, right? I want to bring people to Jesus. Do you? Do you? Nah. I'll hear it from somebody else. If not you, then who? If you don't tell them, then who's going to tell them? What's going to drive you? I'm going to tell you what's going to drive you to reach people is being close to Jesus. Hey, Christian. Are you close to him this morning? Are you spending time with God every day? I don't know how to pray. Just talk to him. I don't know where to read. Come, I'll show you where. I'll, I'll give you a couple of scriptures to read. Hey. Spend time with God every day. Because that will drive you to be right. 
Lord, I thank you for today. Lord, I know all across this room we have people that don't know. There's people in this room that know somebody that's lost. 